Ben could get ready for school, and I could do all the washing. Now, actually, Ben does quite a lot of washing in the house, so it's, it's, it's probably not a fair division of labour. But I was excited that I got to do the washing because there's a bit of a discussion in our house about which setting you should put the washing on. So Ben likes to go for the eco setting. Can I just say they're both low temperature settings. They're both quite environmentally safe. Um, he goes to the eco setting, which takes 10 minutes longer than usual. And I go for the speed perfect setting that takes 10 minutes less. So on every wash, that's a 20 minute saving. So with a family of five, five or six washes later, I've saved two hours. Um, so, and this is really quite indicative of the way that we approach most situations. Ben is contemplative, he's thoughtful, he's wise, maybe a little bit slow. Um, he said that first himself. Um, I like everything done super quick, I'm ready to go. Really, quite frankly, if we've made a decision, should have been done yesterday, not today. I like to make things happen. But in life, we need both. We need the moments where we stop and we pray and we consider and we listen to what God's saying. And we need the moments where we go. And over the summer, I was reading through the early part of the Bible and I was reading Exodus. So we're going to read from Exodus 14 this morning. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord, but Moses told the people, don't be afraid, just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord himself will fight for you, just stay calm. And then the Lord said to Moses, to me, tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hands over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. A moment where the Israelites had to stop and see what God was doing, but also a moment to take action. If you don't know the story, this is the story where the Pharaoh and the Egyptians are after the Israelites. The Israelites have escaped from slavery in Egypt and God is about to save them by parting the Red Sea so that they can walk through it. But the Israelites panicked. Their first reaction was, we just want to go back. It would be better for us to be in slavery than it would be to go forward because we don't know what's going to happen. I wonder if you've ever been in that position where you've thought it would just be easier if we could just go back, if I could go back. I know there's times in my life where I thought, oh, if only I was a young person again, if only I was thinking it would be better to go back. I'm sure in COVID we all said, we just want things to go back to the way they are. Can't things be normal? The past can seem desirable even with all its flaws, in comparison to the not knowing of the future. But in verse 13, Moses said to the people, you need to wait and you need to see what God is doing. 
And over the last couple of years, it's been just over two years since we've returned as a church community to kind of normally gathering together. We were uh, separated, if you like, isolated for 18 months because of COVID. And when we came back, we knew that it would be a time of um, recovery, of recalibrating, of resetting. If you like, it's been our time to wait, to see what it is that God's doing, to listen. And then last year, Theo and Sarah took over the leadership of the church. And really, this year has been kind of a year of us preparing the ground, uh, getting ready, making sure that the foundations are, are ready for us to build on. Uh, there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes. But in verse 15, God says to Moses, stop calling out to me. God is actually saying to Moses to stop praying. <laughs> Just get moving. Get moving. Stop crying and take action. Now, please hear me. We should ne never cease praying. It says in Thessalonians that we should never cease praying. Absolutely. But there is a time where action is really important. And we need to pray and wait as well as go and take action. And I think we've come into the time where we can take action, where we can get going. And I'm super excited about what God has for us. I woke up this morning with a migraine. I couldn't read anything. I couldn't read my notes. Um, I know that what God has for us is good. I know that the enemy doesn't like it. But we are going to move forward and we are going to see God's kingdom come in Southampton. And as we step into this launch of hubs, I think there's three things that God is calling us to a deeper place in. It's going to be a challenge. It means we're going to have to take action. I've had a lot of people interested in leading grow hubs. I think we're going to take much more intentional steps into discipleship and growth. In John 15, Jesus says that our purpose is to bear fruit and grow. God wants us to grow. I think it could be a season where maybe we all need to take a risk of the vulnerability of community. Maybe you felt hurt over the last few years or maybe you've not wanted to open your home or felt more socially awkward. I, I know I have. But God's created us to be a family together and to welcome others and those that don't know Jesus into it. And it's a time for us to step out beyond ourselves with renewed confidence that we're family on mission together. This morning when I didn't feel great, I thought oh, Theo's going to have to take over. But what's so great is that I know that we are family. We've got each other's back. And I've been totally blown away by the response of people in terms of leading hubs. So thank you for the family that is in this place. So I'm going to crack on with explaining a bit about hubs. So I'm aware that some people probably have heard this about five times um, or more. And some people won't have heard this at all. So what I'm going to try to do is... Um, 
go very quickly through some of the things we've talked about over the last six months. But I would recommend if you haven't heard the talks, do go back and listen to them. One of the key ones was on May the 14th. So what's a hub? A hub is a mid-sized community of 10 to 30 people that live out the vision and values of New Community Church. These hubs are replacing the connect groups we've had, missional communities and pop-up groups. They'll embody our vision and values of church and they'll help us to fulfill the actions that we believe that God has for us. I think the next slide. Yeah, which is to love God, love one another and make disciples. Some of these slides are from my previous talk, so there is a bit of extra detail on them. Hubs are a place for us to welcome those exploring faith or, or new to faith or new to the church. There's going to be three different types of hubs, grow hubs, life hubs, and transform hubs. I'll explain a bit about more, more about that in a minute. And grow and life hubs will be time bound, which means they'll launch this week and then they'll run for five months. They'll stop. There'll be a chance to sign up to either the same one again or to a new one. Okay. So why hubs? So back in May, I went over some of the reasons why we're doing this. Now, we kind of see a pattern through the Bible. We see it uh, in, in Jesus' life that he had three, he had a couple of close friends. He had his disciples, middle-sized group, and he went to the temple regularly to worship. We all need different sizes of community. Uh, just on to the next slide. We need those smaller groups where we can be vulnerable and accountable. We need somewhere where we can build family, community, hubs, and we need this, where we can celebrate all together. They don't all fulfill the same purpose. We need all of those things. Okay, so then we also looked at the prophetic. We looked at, there's been many prophecies over, if we go on to the next one, there's been many prophecies over kind of 20 years or so, really, about us as a new community being a church who live in this tension where we want to gather, but we also want to scatter. We want to be people that come together, that there's a place for us to be out, uh, being family on mission together. And hubs have a purpose. It's in those smaller contexts where we can teach and encourage one another where we can show hospitality and welcome to one another and where we can be family on mission together. I am a strong believer in these smaller groups and I think that God has a, a lot to do for us in these contexts. So since May in June, uh, we had our hub leader training and I think we trained kind of 50 or 60 leaders and some of those hubs are gonna be launching today and some of those will be waiting until March. We have six grow hubs, seven life hubs, and six transform hubs. And in a moment, or in about 10 minutes, you'll have a chance to meet all the leaders of those hubs, but I'd love to introduce you to the hubs that we will be having to get you excited and to give you a flavor of what's coming. Okay. So Grow Hubs. So Grow Hubs are a community that journey a specific course or Bible series together. The primary purpose of these groups is discipleship, rooted in community 
and encouraging fruit. Some of the Grow Hubs will be part of our discipleship pathway. So back in July, I spoke about the discipleship pathway. Uh, and this is the resource that we want to build as a church. So we're ready to be discipled. But also, as we see people come new to faith, we've got something really obvious and clear. This is what would be good to do. Then this. Then this. It's easy for all of us to pick up that toolbox and know what to encourage one another to do. So um, our first, thank you, our first uh, Grow Hub, kind of the stage one of the discipleship pathway, is Alpha. If you've not done Alpha before, um, then I'd really encourage you to do that. That's going to start on the 1st of November. We've then kind of, if you've done Alpha, you're new to faith in the last few years, or you're at a stage where actually you know that God's calling you to a deeper level of discipleship, where you know that you need to find freedom in your identity in Christ. Then we've got freedom in Christ running. Um, this is for anyone, uh, but especially for those who maybe have come to faith in the last few years. And then we've got a couple more that are kind of our stage three, our foundations. Now, as I explained back in July, we, we're going to have five or six key building blocks that we would love to do over two or three years. So these are two of them. In March, we'll do a couple more. Next September, we'll do a couple more. So we've got Deployed, which is going to be ran by Dan and Claire. And that's a supernatural evangelism course encouraging us to uh, reach out to people, to be confident in the gospel and the Bible course as well will be running. Now, we also have a couple more Grow Hubs. We have the Way of the Spirit, but which will be run by the Withers and Caroline. And we have a parenting hub that is going to be based on the um, Southampton Families Trust material that Dave and Anna will be running. They're happy to adapt it for any age of parents. So uh, don't think, well, there might be a limit. Is there a limit if you've got a child of 40? You can go if you're a grandparent. Now, I think this is the thing. These, these hubs of... It's really interesting sitting back and watching what God's doing. Because I hadn't anticipated there being quite so many grow hubs. But there is such a hunger for discipleship. And there are so many that are so keen for this. I can see that God's trying to do something in that area. So uh, do get stuck into those ones. Okay, so Life Hubs, our next hubs. Now, these are a community of missionaries. We are all missionaries, wherever you're called to on your front line, whether you're a carer at home, whether you're volunteering, whether you work, whether you're on the school run, we have a place where we meet people that don't know Jesus and need to see God's kingdom come. We are missionaries, and we want to support one another in that. And so that's what Life Hubs are. They're going to be supporting each other through prayer and scripture and fellowship. So we've got our, yeah, there are life hubs. So we've got our 20s and 30s group, uh, Bitten Park Men, The Bowers and Charts, Creative Prayer, Family Connect, Monday Night Women, and our Showling Life Hub as well. There'll be lots of information about all of these in a moment so you can find out more. Now, our final sorts of hubs are our transform hubs. These are a community who seek to see lives changed and a particular people group transformed by the love of Jesus. So that could be geographical or it could be around a particular um, 
area or age demographic. So we've got three geographical hubs. So that's across the city. We've got Park Plus, which is an exciting new amalgamation of uh, what was Dockgate and the outreach from the park, a mixture of mission and discipleship to the local area. And we've got uh, the Bitten Park Hub and we've got Sholing Hub. And then we also have three hubs that are working into specific people groups. So we've got the International Hub, the Spanish-speaking Hub, and the 50s Plus Hub, which was named the Hub. I was quite happy with it being the Hub Hub, but um, probably more sensibly it's been renamed. Um, <laughs> I, I've been totally blown away by the number of people that have been up for this, for the support and the fact that I know we are a family on mission together. Um, so thank you so much to all those that have been trained, all those that have said yes, all those that have helped. I really <laughs> it's been amazing. So, okay, we're about to have a hub fair. I will just briefly explain what's going to happen. So in a moment, we will have tables around, which will have the different um, hubs. We'll have grow hubs here. I can't remember which way around. Life hubs and transform hubs. Um, you will then need to sign up to a hub uh, that you'd like to be involved in. But please, can I ask that you only sign up to a hub if you know you're going to be able to commit reasonably often, go most weeks, because uh, it wouldn't be fair for us to sign up to something and then not be able to go and keep that space from someone else. Now, you can sign up today or you can sign up during the week. The hubs kind of start from next week onwards over the next few weeks. All sign-ups are electronic. There's no paper and pens. So we're, now I know we had a bit of trouble with QR codes, which were mostly my fault in the hub leader training because I actually got them sent to the wrong page. So um, I think I didn't do the QR code, so I think we're safe with that. And also, we will, in a moment, have an electronic station set up the in the back if you can't access that. Um, actually, if we just flick on to the next slide. Emily? Brilliant. So you can also access it just from the new community web page if you're not a fan of a QR code. You can see you can just click on the hubs one. So if you go to the next one, and that's the hub page. There's a link there as well. And then if you go to the next one, you'll see the list of hubs. And if you click on one of those, which will be the next page, you'll see a bit of detail. And now the sign up will be open. So you would be able to sign up to one. If you're wondering, can I do two? If you feel that you've got the time and you're kind of part of a more life hub, but you know you need to have discipleship in a certain area, yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely fine. One thing I would just say is that if you've been part of Connect Group that's turning into a Life Hub, you will need to sign up. Only, the only people that are signed up currently are the leaders. So if you've been in one and you want to stay in one, get there quickly this morning. Okay, 